cracked open. Welcome to this week's edition of the Buzzside Five. Let's uh, let's open this up. To, you know, one of the lads also wearing representing his country. Sam, how you feeling? Ah, feeling good, mate. Um, obviously, not much stuff with United other than the Champions League exit. It's a bit disappointing, to say the least. But um, yeah, I guess the only exciting thing going on at United is who our next manager is going to be. So we'll see how see what goes on with that. Um, yeah. But no, otherwise, uh, you know, good, good week. You know, just, just working, work, work, work. Got to catch the uh, Detroit City game this weekend, uh, home opener, and the first ever USL uh, Let's game. Go. Look good, look right. They look good. They played. Uh, they played the week before their first game away in San Antonio. They lost one nil. Um, but yeah, they won this game one nil. Um, pretty decent goal. Um, you, you can just tell, like the level, like it's so much different. Um, you know, our team's completely new as well. There's only like six players, I think, from the last season that stayed into this season. Um, so there's a lot of new talent coming in. It's good to see. So hopefully uh, catch more good games like it. So, no, it was good. It was fun. And, uh, yeah, moving on to the, this week. Are you the official physio for the team, Sam? Well, it's a team, like as a group of us. So there's, there's like three – there's two, there's two surgeons, uh, like a one – primary care like sports medicine doctor and then i'm like the pa with the team and then we have a bunch of like athletic trainers and things like that oh that's awesome man well you know shout out yeah. to our podcast for having you on the team um to go to your not so accomplished twin brother um <laughs> i'm just kidding Mickey. going through grad school is it it's technically grad school right is it am i wrong yeah, in saying grad school, school? yeah okay yeah. <laughs> It's a doctoral program, yeah. Doctoral, thank you. I was like, I know you have your graduate degrees too. Uh, Mick, how you doing? How's school treating you? How's life treating you? Yeah, school's doing good. I remember last week before the we got a little mini break. Um, actually, my last week before I'm a husband. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, that's wild to think about, but it's going well. I'm doing well. I'm gonna knock out these exams. Um, no doubts about that. And in every other aspect, football-wise. Doing awesome, man. Liverpool, very big win. One point now. No games in hand in the league. And then another semi-final coming up in the FA Cup. Also, we've got a nice draw, I think. I was going to say, nice draw. Uh, you know, Benfica, they're a good side, obviously. They deserve to be there. But out of all the teams left, you know, they were one of the ones I would have taken. So, yeah, doing good, man. Yeah, I feel that. As, as United got knocked out, you know, I was upset at the game, but... You know, I didn't want to draw Man City, so I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> uh, man, to to a man that I know is just absolutely buzzing right now. Omar, how are you feeling, buddy? Man, I'm feeling great. I, all I know is Liverpool wouldn't want to see us in the Champions League. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can't see you because you're in your <laughs> But Chavi, man, really transforming Barcelona. We get... An easy, easy win against Real Madrid. Ooh. I almost, I almost didn't like how easy it was. We won four <laughs> nothing. We could, we probably should have won eight zero. Like we had at least, not like not exaggerating, at least ten chances that were should have yeah. been goals. Um, <laughs> so, no, obviously I enjoyed every single second of it. But it almost like I wish it would it would have been a little more competitive. You know, then I would have felt even more excited to like. But it's just wild that like. We just looked like we were like twice as better than them uh, on that day. Yeah, um, I'd say almost exciting. four times if we're going by score. Hell, jeez, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into that game for sure. Uh, it's definitely it, 
you know, they might be out of the race, if you will, but that definitely meant a lot, especially for Barcelona moving forward um, and, and their new stadium of Spotify. Um, and the last part of the crew, Matt, a little bit of technical errors, but we're back on. Well, not last. I'm going to ask you how you're doing as well. But, oh, okay. um, yeah, no, I'm happy to be finally working. Uh, the computer wasn't working with us, but Cody helped us out. So thank you, man technical difficulties doing well on the personal front alexa and i decided to make it official hey Toronto man off the market everybody <laughs> um so just very happy uh great weekend i spent the this entire week off it was spring break um i went into work this morning found out i didn't have to work today um, oh shit the worst so uh so that was cool uh, extra day off um getting back to it tomorrow um chelsea got the double against middlesbrough uh, and actually looking at the stats, Chelsea, other than losing in the Company Cup Cup final against Liverpool and PKs, we have 12 straight wins. Um, so we're doing well. Uh, so I'm happy. I'm buzzing. Just doing well overall. So, yeah, can't can't complain. Cody, how you doing, man? Oh, well, I appreciate you asking, Maddie. I'm glad you're doing good. You've had like 15 days off in a row uh, yeah. while I work <laughs> and you watch highlights. Uh, it's just I got major FOMO. We did get a few... Uh, we got a few Mario Golf games in today, which is nice. Oh, but um, yeah, can't wait to play you guys. Yeah, Dude, fuck it's yeah. it's so much fun. I might bring it to the stag. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm doing good. We have our promotions uh, for jujitsu on Thursday, so uh, hoping I get my blue belt. Uh, we go. will see. That's exciting. Um, but yeah, overall doing good. We're heading into international break. I'm fucking nervous. Um, but uh, I, I guess before we get into international break, let's round up uh, the last week of um, Premier League that we just had. God damn it. It's within one point now. Liverpool get it done. Massive 2-0 win over a streaking Arsenal. Um, you know, we all knew Liverpool were grinding out results. They ground out a result against actually a really good side. Yeah, I have to say the first half, they matched us really well. Um, you know, we couldn't really get anything going. We had a couple of chances very early on, but after that, they kind of stifled us decently, and they looked dangerous at times too, especially Martinelli. Well, the whole game, really, Martinelli. Yeah, he is uh, so fast. Yeah, Martinelli against Trent. That was a really good battle, and I think Martinelli probably won it uh, by the end. He of did. It. He did. Yeah, which is which is not surprising because Trent's not known for his defensive abilities. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that first well, half... Reese James is, though. Reese James is. So. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go again. James is about to be unemployed. Hey, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, I think as it got to half time, I was thinking like, like envisioning or preparing for a draw in my mind. So I was kind of reasoning with it. I was like, okay, well, Man City dropped points against Palace. You know, if we drop, if we draw here, it's still a three-point gap. So the scenario is the same, where we would still have to go to Man City and win. So I, I was, yeah, I was, I was contemplating that. Um, but thankfully, the difference is now with Liverpool is that you can bring subs on to make a difference. But there's also that mentality as well. Because even before the subs came on, there was a difference. Um, so it's just that inner drive within the players to just kick, kick it into another gear when needed. And it actually works out. Two great goals. Uh, you know, people talk about Ramsdale making a mistake for the first one. I, I think it was just well hit. Sure, it was at the near post, but it was just well hit well placed i don't know i don't even know mendy could say that but, yeah i think he he had to respect the, the the cross there so that's why he was kind of cheating a little bit 
Um, but yeah, yeah your homeboy. Get, speaking of subs, homeboy gets subbed off right after he scores. <laughs> well, that shows your club had a plan. He was going to stick with it no matter what happened on the field. You know, he felt Jota needed to come up, uh, either because of how he was playing or because of the position that he was in. So, yeah, I have, no, to say, I have no problem with that. But just to say as well, we're just uh, we're just Jota for a minute. I mean, obviously. You know, he was obviously playing really well at Wolves and just to see him really fit into, you know, a top Liverpool side that he's not going to be the first pick and just assimilate really well. Obviously, we know how well he is in the Premier League, but going to Liverpool is, is another challenge in of itself. And um, he's really stepped up in that remark. I feel like we, I feel like a lot of, I feel like we don't really still class him as like, you know, necessarily putting him on the, in the front, in the, in, you know, in the starting 11 yet, but um, I mean, he's really well deserves to be, I mean, at the moment. Um, you know, he just kind of, again, yeah, it's a near shot post, but just having the confidence to even just take that shot, just to smash it in there and see what happens. Uh, obviously, it, what he did. And I think it took it all by surprise. I mean, I was surprised when I saw it. I think um, yeah, even the commentators were yeah. pretty surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, it was very, like, building up to it. Well, just before it, um, what's his name? Odegaard had that really good chance. Uh, yeah. that he missed and nice it, was very, very to, it was very a long passing along the back uh, into the lower half of the midfield before Thiago just plays that through ball that yeah. only he could see and then Jota Jota's in and he just yeah he just hit it and that's why that's a surprising element right because it did come out of nowhere but um, yeah that massive win in the grand scheme of things like the boys were under pressure you know they know they had to win they had a chance to close the gap to one point you know, we still have to go to Man City and win, but it's the same story. But we just imagine the boost of confidence you get because you go to Arsenal, who were who had five games in a row that they won too, like they were in form. So, yeah, just a huge boost for the players and the fans. Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to Arsenal because you know you mentioned not playing like you had pressure on or playing as if you did have pressure on. They felt like – I feel like whenever I see them play, they're just having fun out there and it's fucking working. And Shout out to the Arsenal board for once for just giving faith to Arteta because it's really worked out. And they're the team to chase and they're fucking right behind Chelsea, five what, points. What a turnaround. I mean, we were jokingly, but we were honestly saying, oh, could Arsenal get relegated this year? Like they were looking like they were no signs of life the first mm-hmm. three games. So for them yeah. to be at the spot where they're at now – it's like, yeah, it's praise to Arteta and the players for like coming together and uh, and possibly making Champions League. Yeah, and they didn't play bad against us, you know. Even in the second half, a week where we ultimately came out on top, um, I think it was more of us just stepping up a gear rather than them like not being as good as they were in the first half. Uh, so fair play to them; they deserve to be where they're at, um, and I think I think they'll hold on top four. Ever since uh, Ozil um, funded Gunnosaurus coming back, they, they've been a different team. So, <laughs> shot to Gunnosaurus. Energy into the, the Emirates, you know. Everyone was happy about that. Oh, God, everybody loves him. He has nothing to do with the team really at all. I don't know why they chose him, but I like it. Um, all right, a little fun fact I learned uh, just researching this game. Obviously, I watched highlights and thought I was up to speed. But Harry Kane, Harry Kane actually becomes the Premier League all-time scorer of away goals as Tottenham beat Brighton 2-0. I don't think Brighton – played bad either in this game uh but tottenham's just so dangerous with the front two almost three now 
Yeah, I mean, good good uh, goal is uh, a good couple of goals, really. I mean, Kane had that one chance at the beginning, didn't he? It's the first five minutes saying like he nicked off the keeper. Uh, bit of an open net. Even though it was a tight angle, he still probably should have scored it and you know, a weaker foot. But, um, but no, it just shows to show even if he you know has a moment like that where he doesn't, uh, it doesn't go quite right for him. He doesn't let that really knock his confidence and he just gets back in the game uh, and bees, you know, contributes to all the goals that's, that's going on. So, um, a little bit unlucky with Kuzelevsky. Obviously, it was his shot that uh, it deflected off Romero, but they gave it Romero's goal. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, they obviously got their, their second goal. I think it was oh, no Bentenka. Um, yeah, another, another kind of standout. Really kind of jarred right straight into that central mid uh, at Tottenham. Um, I feel like we don't see too much. He's not really like a flashy player, but uh, he does a solid role in there. And same thing when you get into the later game uh, with West Ham later in the week. Um, through ball, you know, Kane, yeah, just clinical as always. Um, even manages to hit a Coke bottle when it comes down at the sky. Yeah, that was, that was a dope photo. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the much needed uh, Tottenham win, especially coming up for that. Um, yeah, probably a hard man you lost uh, uh, for them. Um, so, uh, yeah, they picked it up really well. Yeah, with that win, Tot- Tottenham, or Tottenham, as we call them, they take fifth place over Manchester United. Manchester United moves to sixth. Um, man, a game with giant implications, uh, that I fucking predicted wrong. Uh, Everton take a red card in the 83rd. Uh, they somehow fight back a uh, Arsenal legend, uh, with a 99th minute winner over Newcastle. Everton are still in 17th, but holding on with a few games in hand. Man, even though I wanted, uh, I, like I predicted Newcastle to win this one. I think we all may have just because Everton has been in such shambles lately. Um, you know, there were points riding on this for our predictions, but I still like watching the game, just watching Everton fight. I, at the end, was standing, just like cheering Everton on every time they had the ball going forward, just because the fans showed up and they're the ones that gave this team um, a gust of, of uh, just wind or energy. Um, and it was just really cool to see uh, Cody, like you said, he will be stepping up even after the red card that, you know, the team um, had a kind of you know, believe in themselves. And that's basically what I think took them over um, and got them to three points just because they've been fighting against such adversity. This is almost like their moment to shine against it in such a grand stage. And so it was, it was just awesome to see Everton do so well. Um, I was happy to see them win. Still worried about their overall performance for the season. Could be seeing, um, what are they, uh, original top six team um, being relegated. Uh, so we'll see how it goes overall. But excited to see Everton get the win here. Yeah, I will say that that, that so fight I was say, I am happy with the three that are at the bottom right now with Watford, Burnley, Norwich. I think that's the kind of three that I kind of wanted to see gone. So I kind of hope yeah. it stays that way. Yeah, I feel like that's the three that we all kind of envisioned going down. But I will say Everton's, you know, fight that Matt mentioned, uh, that ran out pretty quickly as Crystal Palace just ragged all them 4 nil right after that in the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. They're, they're not out of it, certainly. Like, sure, they got a great win against Newcastle, but they're certainly in the, the thick of it. And I hope they do get relegated. I say every week. Gonna, I want to see it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's ruthless to the neighbors. <laughs> uh, Omar, Omar, just a quick question. So, is would you say, like, uh, seeing the re- uh, relegation battle? In, in La Liga, is it fairly kind of similar to how intense it can get in, in Premier League? 
I feel like it, well, I think it's different every year. Um, but not gonna lie, I don't know what it is. I feel like I get more excited with the relegation battle in the Premier League. Um, I think there's like one or two teams that that are fighting for it, but and it is exciting. Don't get me wrong. I feel like, um, like Espanol a couple of years, like when they got relegated, it, it came down to the like very last game. Um, and, and even when Deportivo La Coruña went down, I felt like it was pretty emotional. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think the relegation battle in the Premier League is more exciting. I can't tell you why exactly, but I just that's just what I would say out of my own feeling. Probably because it's a better league with more consequences. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe to, to touch on that, maybe it's like, do these teams in La Liga, the ones at the bottom, do they have any chance of like getting points or from any of the teams that are above them? Or is it kind of like they give up easier so they're like, it's not as fun to watch because you're like, oh, I mean, we never going to lose. So. I don't know. So I think some of these teams have, have gotten points like, so, like, at the bottom, I think it's Levante, Mallorca, and I think Alaves. And, like, Levante or, or, or Mallorca, they can they can surprise some teams. Uh, I think Mallorca might have gotten a tie against Real Madrid. Um, and, and, like, I think they can, like, Levante could, like, get a win against Atletico Madrid. But I, but I would say this. I, if I had to say which is more likely for a Burnley to, to tie or beat a top team than, like, Levante or Alavis, I think I would give it to Burnley or like Norwich over them. I think I think I would. I'm um, telling you guys, I mentioned it before. I want to see a relegation tournament. La Liga, Bundes, like let's get all the teams that are getting relegated and just put them in a tournament. Like this is like a relegation. This is like a relegation like playoffs though. Yeah, like you know, like uh, you fucking win Europa League, you're in Champions League. Yeah, the, like, what, you're, what you're proposing, it sounds like the opposite of the Champions League, you know? Like, yeah, the, dude, the Losers League. <laughs> and the winner, the winner, what happens to the winner? They The winner goes to the Champions League that next year. Yeah, but they're, sti- <laughs> but they're still relegated. <laughs> well, they're like playing second division of, of Spain, <laughs> playing the Champions League. Dude, I, I don't know what the winner gets, but that'd be cool. Um, maybe just money because they're going to need it. Uh, I would like oh. to see it just for curiosity of like where these teams land against each other because obviously we do get to see the top teams of all the leagues compete, but it'll be fun to even see the, those bottom teams. Like, do, do know, you know who to, finished last? It looks like Levante will finish last for sure. No, um, I'm going to first, Alaves, dude. Alaves and Mallorca, but also it's actually pretty close because it's two points, so um, separates. I think. 16 to 18. So, like, Granada, Cadiz, and Getafe are all uh, possibilities. So, currently, there's up to six teams. Does that beat this team in it? Does that beat have a team? They don't have a team. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, see, they couldn't have a team. Too dry, Bro, they, they could not have a team there. They would just be <laughs> fucked up all the time. I don't <laughs> think it works. I think I think they, they've tried to, uh, to do teams in, like, big, like, Destination spots like Cancun tried having a team and it didn't work. Nobody went to the games. It's all fucked up, dude. You gotta have a two dollar beer night or some shit. (laughs) I think the the hotels will have to like provide shuttles with like like party buses almost. Yeah, dude, that's that's a great it's a great idea. Um all right, moving on. Wolves go up two nil. Omar's boy, Mexico striker Raul Jimenez. 
takes an awful red card. I mean, the first foul is bad. The second foul was just dog shit. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, lead score three in a row. Luke Ayling with the final goal. Six celebration. Uh, so Leeds win three to two. Um, what a comeback. They take four points. Takes Leeds four points ahead of Everton, but the Toffees do have three games in hand. Sorry for the verbal mix up there. Yeah, what's going on with Jimenez? Not doing, not doing so hot, huh? Hey, Wang wouldn't do that. He lost uh, some brain cells there. Making uh, bad decisions, bro. That I mean, that's how's that locker room after that, man? He basically, I don't want to say basically, but like you go to ten men in the fifty-sixth minute and you lose three to two. It's kind of his. I'll be pretty pissed. I mean, I I would say this: it's not the first player that's gotten a red card in the game and cost the team to lose. But yeah, I don't know. I I would be I would be I wonder how supportive the team his teammates will be if they're like supportive teammates or or I can kind of see Connor Cody uh, giving it to him in the locker room, like just going going at him. I, I actually could see that. Like as a captain and and like just makes don't ever do that again type thing. You know, like I think I can see yeah. that almost. Well, and I think too, um, judging on who typically gets penalized. You don't see a lot of strikers getting red cards. Like there's, it's just yeah, what do yeah, you do with those challenges? Like uh, as a center back, like, yeah, for sure, I could see that. Unless you're uh, Luis Suarez in the World Cup, saving the pen, saving yeah. the the goal, saving penalties or biting game. people, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to Lizo. though. They did, uh, they did their thing. Ailing came back. I think he won it for them, right? Yep. Yeah, and, um, that, cel- that was my favorite celebration of the year. His like half, <laughs> like cartwheel, like kind of fell. I don't know what he was doing. It looked so awkward. It looked like he didn't like he's never scored a goal in his life before. That's uh, he did a, a Robbie Keane. Um, yeah, so, did a Robbie Keane. A Robbie Keane. Yeah. Tottenham legend. Well, Leeds, I think, of press. LA Tottenham. Galaxy legend, bro. LA Galaxy. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, but I gotta say, Wolves almost tied it. Trincao. Had a pretty good shot on goal. Ooh, it looked out. like they, they had like two game. different chances. That I was like, "Come on, Wolves!" Well, yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, looked I like. Love the, I love how the Wolves like uh, away section two is like just a whole like bottom row on the uh, opposite side of the camera the TV, you know. So it's like it's not just like one little corner. So it's like yeah, if they score, you can they can just like they just like celebrate a whole along the whole like one side of the pitch. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. big. I, I would say a more important result for Leeds, obviously, than for Wolves. Yeah, Wolves are really, I think at this point, Wolves them. might just end up st- staying at the eight, maybe seventh, best. Uh, and that's it a great finish. It doesn't look like Aston Villa is gonna catch up to them. Um, I think Villa is ten points behind them, and, and so I don't know. Yeah, it looks like right, they, might be, right. they might be staying. Yeah, the eight, there's. Big gap between ninth, eighth, and ninth. Yeah, definitely. They're not not uh, bad results for them. I think in the end, eight, seven. They they won't be happy with it, but so no. I think that's I think that's a good finish for them. Um, they can only they build can. on that. Maybe get a couple signings this summer. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, then let's go to Sporting Lisbon and just sign a bunch of guys. Um, Arsenal bounced back with an impressive 1-0 win over Villa, or Villa, depending on what you call them. Uh, Villa p- played good. Arsenal played good. Came down to one goal. Uh, Arsenal are now five points off of Chelsea's third place. 
Yeah, no, it's it's scary. Good for Arsenal, um, but scary place to sit for Chelsea right now. You know, we're just struggling. Um, just as a club, you know, everything going on right now, not necessarily sure of our future, but uh, just have to get it. Um, <laughs> sorry, looking at the chat. Just have to get it, um, you know, give Arsenal some credit. You know, they're coming back. They're doing their thing. Unfortunately, they dropped points against um, uh, Liverpool here, but uh, – you know, I think Arsenal, they still have a chance of actually uh, uh, passing Chelsea just because, like we said, Arteta's got his thing going on. The team, they're backing him up. Um, lots of young players should be good here in a couple seasons. Cody, I think you mentioned that a couple days ago. Uh, we're excited to see where Arsenal are going to be in the next couple seasons just because of what they've been able to overcome this season and where they seem to be heading with their, their youth. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. It will piss me off, though, for sure, because – my team oh, yeah. sucks, but what um, you, uh, I saw people complain about the way Arsenal was celebrating that game, like they just won the Premier League or have slid yeah. spot into Champions League. Do you think they over celebrated, or do you think they were, you know, they deserve to do that because it was a big win? Yeah, I, I honestly never have a problem in certain situations with teams over celebrating because a win's a win. Like I just, it's a, it's a good win against. They fought hard for that win. I think it also meant something to them after losing Liverpool. I think what they did after the loss was important. Um, so I don't think I don't think it was excessive. But yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's like when uh, it's it's not like when Liverpool celebrated a two-two draw to West Brom. So <laughs> hey, that was a big draw. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that's, that's the thing, right? If you take it on its face, like. Why why are you celebrating a two-two draw of West Brom? Like on its face, that's like wow, <laughs> that's shit. But when you put it in the context, obviously, I think more with Arsenal, it was, I think it was a hard for win. They kind of got that early, you know, mid first half goal. Um, but to stick it out, you know, you know, Villa didn't have a, their best game, but they didn't play terrible either. I mean, they created some chances, especially in the second half. Um, you know, Coutinho was a little quiet at first, but, you know, Arsenal held out. And I think it was more the back backing off of their loss to Liverpool, you know, where it's kind of easy things to kind of go downhill a little bit, your little. Um, you know, mentally off a bit, but they just picked it back up. So I think there was more, there's probably something more internal that they were celebrating uh, with, with that win than what we were seeing. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say it was over, over the top. I think that's just, I think it was Ashley Young that said that. <laughs> it's just like, why they're celebrating like that. But, you know, Ashley Young said it. And Gabby Ogbondo reinforced it on, uh, on tour. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just that. heard they lost. Well, Ashley Young's a manual legend. He knows how to win trophies. So no, uh, fuck that guy. I hate him. Hate Ashley Young. Hate that guy. <laughs> nah, credit to Arsenal. Um, now we, I mean, we do. We've said it before. We might have. We might have a race for third now. So um, just getting. It's it, it's getting exciting. I think first and second are kind of wrapped up here, but. Um, hey, like I said though, Chelsea haven't lost other than the FA uh, or not FA Cup, the Cup 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 final. We haven't lost twelve in a row, and the the one before that was a tie against Brighton. So yeah, but you, know, you lost a shitload of money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't just exclude that game though. Yeah, that's <laughs> still a loss. I mean, it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a loss. Liverpool, if I take out the the one nil loss, the meet the meaningless one nil loss to Inter. <laughs> well, still, we're not we're not we're not doing bad. You're not doing too bad, but yeah, man, you have not doing too bad. Yeah, you haven't won a trophy though yet. The Real Madrid Chelsea <laughs> game will be a good one. I'm excited for that one. I yeah, think, I, I think that's the best matchup out of all the matchups. Yeah. Champions League. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to watching the most. Uh, okay, so our to our last game of, this, uh, of the week here. It's actually funny because 
Matt and I were like, oh, we haven't, you know, we haven't seen this match. Let's watch the highlights. So we throw in the Le- Lester Brentford highlights this morning. Ivan Tony misses a shot, and then we're like, he's got his fucking hair back. Like he had, he had the fucking the ponytail, <laughs> and then we realized we're watching uh, <laughs> the highlights from like October. Uh, so, <laughs> so thank thank God Ivan Tony's haircut uh, led us to let us to know that we were watching the wrong wow. one. But uh, Lester scored two absolute beauties, and they ended up topping Brentford. Brentford good ones. Gets one back in the uh, somewhere in the 80th minute there, but uh, yeah, two one Lester, big win without uh, Jamie V. Yeah, I was watching this game uh, live. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Lester just kind of came out of the blocks pretty well, um, but Brentford they're, they're very good. I think they're very good counter attacking. They have they do have that quality up front, but it was just their like final ball or their. Uh, there was a couple of chances where they should have hit. First time in the box, and they, they took a touch, they took like extra touch. Like, there was just like a lack of confidence in certain areas, and I think that was a little bit of their downfall. Uh, so not getting um, you know, some more goals, but they, otherwise, they were in it for a pretty, pretty good game. But yeah, just obviously, some I mean, just three you know, great goals overall. Um, they're all outside the box, you know, kind of bangers as they all, all went in. But yeah, that Castagna one, the first one, he just come back off injury. Um, it was obviously right foot, too. I think he's a left foot player. Um, yeah, I mean. Beautiful. Don't ever score a sweet hit. Get banged and then banged it in. <laughs> uh, and then obviously Madison the free kick. Uh, you know, uh, giving Ward Prowse a run for his money. Um, so uh, yeah, just just swung that one out of the park. And then listen, you know, Brentford tried it a little. It was kind of like a um, you know too late um, to come back type thing. You know, just caught in the eighty fifth minute. Um, to get a goal back, um, but didn't really look too threatening after that. So obviously Leicester held out and big win for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll, probably be, uh, they'll probably be fine. They'll probably finish in the top half, and Brentford will, will stay up. I'd be surprised if they went down. Yeah, they're sitting in fifteenth, so they do play Chelsea next. Um, okay, so before we get to El Clasico, I just want to recap the table right now. Um, just as we head into international break, we don't play again until. Um, I think the weekend of the stag party, baby. Okay, so Cody, first Cody, of all, Cody, did you miss the, the Tottenham West Ham game? Did I miss? To- I missed Tottenham West Ham. God damn it! <laughs> Good catch. No, no oh, one God. cared about that game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, Tottenham get the result again. Uh, again, we're just like, what is what is this goddamn club? Um, yeah, they get the win. Harry Kane playing well again. Uh, and credit to Harry Kane too. He he was just yeah. terrible at the beginning of the season. And then he comes back and they're a different team. World class. He's playing world class. Him, son, of course. Their connection. Kulaveski. He's fucking tearing it up now. He's a force to be reckoned with. He is an absolute workhorse. His energy, what he brings to the the right side of the field up top. So um, it's yeah, great win by them. Um, unfortunate for West Ham. I think my prediction of them staying up and maybe top four will probably be wrong. As you know, I don't think that they will find their way back. Arsenal um, seem to be climbing pretty pretty uh, high for them. So. Yeah, but good win. Good win for Tottenham. They look good. Yeah, and and Matt, you pointed out uh, probably the worst game Kurt Zuma's played. Yeah, yeah, he had an awful game. He was involved. He had that own goal. Then he, then he was involved for what was it two? Was it two one or three one win for Tottenham? Three, three one. Yeah, well, I think he he, he single handedly caused like two of them. <laughs> so it was just an awful, awful game for him. Um, on the pitch, and I think he's being charged for his uh, his abuse towards his cat as well. So not a good time for to be Kurt Zuma right now. Matt, how do you oh, yeah, feel so that he may be going time. back to Chelsea? 
What's up? How do you feel that he may be going back to Chelsea? I mean, honestly, I thought <laughs> they bought him. I just fully made that up. Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, we're defenders <laughs> left and right, so we're gonna have to have something. Hey, shout out, shout out to Ongo though, Tottenham's third highest score. <laughs> oh, they really got him on a free. <laughs> gotcha. And then Hyung uh, Ming Sun is just fucking. He's oh, on another level, and yeah, Harry Kane played that ball just one touch, fucking perfect. Yeah, beautiful. It's unfortunate. Okay, now to recap the table since I fucked that up. Uh, first place, Manchester City sitting atop with 70 points. One point above Liverpool. Liverpool are 10 points ahead of Chelsea. Fourth place, like mentioned, uh, Arsenal at 54 points. Fifth place, new Tottenham at 51. Manchester United one point behind them in sixth. West Ham, uh, we got Wolves at eight. Aston Villa or Villa, uh, 10 points behind Wolves. So safe to say that eighth spot might be locked up. Um, Leicester is now tied uh, with Aston Villa with 36 points. Right below them, we have Southampton in 11th. Crystal Palace in 12th with 34 points. Brighton and Hove Albion with 33 points. Newcastle United climbing up 14th place, 31 points. Brentford right behind them with 30. Leeds United uh, with 29. Like we mentioned earlier, Everton sitting atop. They still have three games to play, but they have 25 points. Uh, Watford with 22 points in 18th. We're on the relegation zone. Burnley with 21 points. They have two uh, three more games to play as well. Uh, and Norwich City sitting at bottom with only 17 points and a negative 45 goal differential. Um, yeah, let's get to it. We had El Clasico, uh, Real Madrid coming off a you know a big Champions League comeback victory over PSG. They draw Chelsea. You think it's going to be a great game um, coming in against a, a Barcelona team that has scored four in a row in like every one of their games. And it happens again. Barcelona scores four in a row. Four nil. Barcelona get a beat down over Real Madrid. What is that? Sounds <laughs> 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 like a war song. Are we rushing right now? You sit on you sit on the high of it, huh? No, uh, yeah, very good. I mean, great, great, great day, great win if you're a Barca fan. Yeah, Omar, what were you saying? You said you were disappointed just because it seemed like it was a bit too easy. Were you hoping for something closer? <laughs> no, no I'm not, I wasn't disappointed at all. It was just, I'm just saying it was just, it was just weird how, how easy it was. for The fact that it, it seemed like, I don't know, we just outplayed them to a like I just couldn't believe it, and in a way, like I honestly, genuinely thought that we could win this game, but never in my life I thought that we would be able to have like ten clear chances. It just seemed like they were just falling apart. Um, and honestly, the so I'll be I'll be honest. The first ten minutes of the game, uh, Real Madrid was playing really well. They were actually pressuring. Uh, Benicio Junior had a chance, um, and then after that, we just started moving the ball around and kind of just took over. How many chances do you think Ferran Torres had? Oof. Man, Toronto is not only this game, but he's been on some Timo Werner for a long time now. <laughs> I know. He's been like I just. But the thing about him is that he he creates so many chances for himself. Like he he's not like one of those players that after he misses a chance, he's like shy and doesn't make the run. Like he still makes those aggressive runs, get get himself in like really good positions, and he just can't finish. I think I told my dad it's like Chavi needs to have like a. 
two, three sessions where he all he does is finishing. Because that boy, he just been struggling to finish. And he scored that beautiful goal, but it looked like it was going to go, like, out. I thought it was going to be Skyer, and somehow it went up to 90. Uh, but, yeah, he had so many chances. Obama Yang had so many chances. Yeah, I should have had a hat trick. We were just, just, like, moving. There was just so much space. The yeah. space between their top, their, like, attacking three players in the midfield, there was a huge gap there that Pedri Busquets were able to just – have all the time in the world to like receive the ball and just play uh, penetrating passes. And they did that. They almost seemed like every time they wanted to, they can go and create a chance to score a goal. Um, yeah. So to that was point, just the part that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. To your point that it looked too easy, you know, I mean, it, it did because Real Madrid, I think they just played bad as well. They had their hand in, in that result. I don't think it was like Barcelona was so good. They just completely like toppled this, this top side that's Real Madrid. They just, for some reason, they're off it. And Barca, you know, rightfully so. They did play. They were the bad team and they took advantage of that. But I'm not sure, like, what's going on with Madrid. Because I, I know the context is that they're quite clear at the top. It's not like if they lost, it was the end of the world. But still, you're playing, you're playing against Barcelona at home. Like, this should be just as important. And it just looked like they didn't care that much. I don't know. And one, one, one thing that I thought funny was... So it was their 120th anniversary for Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So they uh, wore those uh, exclusive black jerseys to like commemorate their 120th anniversary. <laughs> it was kind of like a marketing thing they were doing. To, but I was thinking after that game is, what Real Madrid fan is going to want to buy that jersey? That'll remind yeah. them of that loss now. Like I don't know if they're going to get many jersey sales now after that. There was yeah. a yeah, but um, I saw a tweet to that. It was like, Real Madrid will black to their own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I know like a lot of the fans are saying, oh, like they didn't care about that. We're so high in the league. So we have a – Barcelona has a game in hand. So let's say we win that game. Um, then we'll be nine points behind Real Madrid, which still seems like it's a lot. It's nine points. But that's three games that they, they could lose. And uh, there's nine games left in La Liga. And among those nine games, they still have to play Sevilla. They still have to play Atletico Madrid. They still have to play Real Betis. And they also play two of the teams that are fighting for regu- uh, regulation. So, I don't know. I mean, it just, all it takes is three games. They lose three games. I'm not saying they will or they won't. Or even two ties and a loss or three ties. My math's not, not so good right now. but <laughs> Yeah, they tie all nine. You're saying, you're saying there's a chance. And that's assuming, that's assuming that you win out, that you win all your games, right? Yeah, yeah, that's assuming that we, and, I, and I like I'm just saying there's a good is a I'm not saying that it's like a great chance, but no, it's not know. impossible. It's not nine points, nine games. I think there's probably been crazier things that happen, especially after losing like that. Like, I don't know, I can see Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid are also fighting with Real Betis to get a Champions League spot. Uh, and they play both of those teams are fighting for that fourth place. Because in uh, in Spain, uh, that fourth place team, I think is still they still have to qualify for the Champions League. I don't think they I don't think they get the automatic bid. Um, so I think that they played Atletico Madrid and Real Betis, and they play Sevilla, who's also like fighting to um, to stay in second place. So so I don't know because I think I think the big part of uh, for Barcelona to finish even second than third, you get more money if you finish second than if you finish third. So. Uh, in Barcelona, their financial problems, I think, would be huge for them to, yeah. to be able to Look finish. knows they need some cash. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Spotify, dude. My, uh, Spotify. My, fa- my family plan is 
paying for the goddamn uh, camp new. Well, I heard a rumor. I think this is fake, but I was like, this would be sweet. That they were talking about. Obviously, it would be called Spotify Camp New. There, there. Spotify was talking about having a different uh, artist on the on the jersey of each player. Well, it'd be better than those yellow jerseys you guys wore. Those are atrocious. A different artist, like having like Jay Balvin, Shakira, like on each like on each player, like. You know, DK is just going to have Shakira on. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know that's I'll true. Just, that would be sweet. That would be a sweet I'll sponsor. I'll just have Manan on every one of my jerseys. Shout <laughs> out so to Manan. If you guys know who Manan is, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, well, what, what did you guys think, the, the, the guys that got to see the Classico? Oh, dude, I, I, I think you hit on it for me. Like, there was just a massive gap, and every time – a long ball was played. It was like two on one, three on two. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, so great. And it was entertaining at the beginning, but then I was like, oh, I could probably study for my exam whilst this game is on. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought right. the same thing. Honestly, believe it or not, like after that fourth goal, like obviously I watched the end of the game, but it wasn't like that exciting anymore. And it was just normally in a classical, you're, you're staying at the edge of your seat the whole 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by that feeling that it was like didn't feel like a classical. It just felt like a scrimmage against our B team. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you mean I feel like you take it, it's almost like, a, you know, it's kind of when, you know, Man U played Liverpool, right? And Liverpool just like rolled the park with us. So it was almost like just not that fun or entertaining to watch. Obviously, not for a Man United fan, but <laughs> I feel like even for, even for uh, Liverpool fans, it was like, you know, it's like the next, the fifth goal went in, you're like, yeah, you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, it was. I actually left before the game was over. I went out. I wanted to go out. <laughs> never join those Man U fans. Never does that. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, as a you know, neutral as well, obviously, wasn't the game. Yeah, just check it out a little bit. But at the same time, I still kind of wanted to see you know Barca keep pushing, like you know, get that get the fifth goal, like get the sick, like just just like gnarly, right? I mean, I feel like that's what. Obviously, they laid off a little bit. You know, it was just kind of passing around the last ten minutes or so. Um, but you know, I think that just you know to really hit uh, Madrid as hard as they can, uh, we could have we probably would have done some more damage just mentally as well. Like it really would have tested them, like as potential champions, to obviously come back into the next game uh, and to obviously try to win out. Like obviously, if you knock their confidence, that helps you. Uh, uh, you win out as yeah, well. That's a good point. Uh, like you said, make it closer, not impossible. To potentially win the win the league, so um, but no, obviously uh, they got a lot of stuff uh, coming up for Madrid. I, I, I think you know not having Benzema on the team was the only problem that they had. Like I don't remember really seeing Cruz that much all game. You know, Modric was pretty quiet. Uh, Casemiro didn't really do. You know, there's a lot of players that didn't really show up, and it wasn't just because you know Benzema wasn't there. Right, right. I don't think the forwards were the problem. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't really blame him. But no, but I know they, they're so used to playing through him. They're so used to using him as their focal point. Even just as a player, they can just play uh, direct to you, and he does such a good job of holding the ball and being able to play off uh, the other midfielders. But we'll see. Um, I'm excited to see what Real Madrid does. I think they do play Chelsea those two games against Chelsea, but immediately after that, I think it's when they play Atletico Madrid. So. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they do those the next couple of games. 
who I think they have their next game. It's against Salta Vigo. So even that, it won't be it won't be an easy game. Yeah, we're just, it's going to be. I mean, good for Chelsea, I guess, going into this. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how they bounce back. Uh, and and before we we finish up our wrap up here, of what's happened? Um, a legend of the game, a man who loves giving red cards more than any other ref, a man who once had a petition to get him never to do a Chelsea game referee Chelsea game again. We say goodbye to referee legend Mike Dean after 22 years. He's announced his retirement, and uh, we're going to miss him, that bald beauty. <laughs> Can't believe Chelsea were salty enough to actually start this petition, but honestly, <laughs> it did seem like he had it out a little bit for Chelsea, um, but good for him, 22 years <laughs> in the league. That's got to be tough. Yeah, that man just loved giving out cards. Um Hey, what? This, this last couple of years or so, you could almost tell he was just, just not, just not giving a shit anymore. Really, you know, turning out to games, just like nonchalant, handing out cards here and there, having a laugh with the players, like joking around. Um, you know, it is brilliant. Well. It's good entertainer. I thought, you know, overall very good referee. Uh, good entertaining career. Let the young guys come in. He's obviously, I think, he's a big, um, he's a big fan of a lower league team. Uh, I forgot what team it is, but like he goes to their game and he's just like mental. As a fan, so he's obviously going to enjoy his retirement, um, uh, not being on the field referee, getting yelled at. Uh, he's a big, uh, I believe, Car- is it Cardiff? Is he Welsh? Is it Cardiff? I thought it was like lower than that. I want to say it was like no. a League One, League Two team. Yeah, Cardiff doesn't seem right. No, hold on. Um, oh, the uh, Tranmere Rovers. Oh yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, Tranmere. <laughs> the Tranmere Rovers. Um, so really hopefully he can. I don't know. I don't know what. You, I don't know that team. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Congrats, Mike Dean. Uh, I'm sure he fucking hates VAR. That's probably why he left. Uh, okay, Maddie. I know this is probably the worst I've ever done in predictions. So uh, let's get to it. Honestly, dude, you didn't do too bad. You and Omar shared the same amount of points this week. Um, so uh, Cody and Omar both had uh, 3.5 points uh, earned this week, um, which is honestly not too bad just because we all missed a lot of – I think we all missed at least one, two, three points um, just with the upsets with uh, Leeds uh, winning uh, over Wolves um, and Everton beating Newcastle. We all definitely dropped some points there. Um, but, uh, like I said, Cody, sitting, you're in fifth place still, uh, sitting at 132.5 points. How many uh, places are there? There's five. So you're in, oh, okay. All right. you're in, in last, bud. Uh, <laughs> Omar, you're sitting in fourth above Cody. Um, you also earned 3.5 points this weekend. Um, or I should say week, but, uh, still sitting in fourth, um, Sam, with 141 points, still sitting in third. Uh, myself uh, sitting in second with 143.5 points. And Mickey remaining first, annoyingly, uh, with 149.5 points. This rat bastard. <laughs> rat bastard. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, God damn. Well, good for Mickey. Uh, you know, speaking of scoreboards, uh, we we got a we have a giant qualifying um, World Cup qualifiers coming up here for Concacaf, the world's worst acronym ever created. Um, so uh, I'll let you guys know what the current table sits at and what big matchups we have. We have three matches coming up. Um, They're gonna be huge. Yeah, y- huge. 
Um, so atop the table, we got our brethren to the north. We got Canada with 25 points. Second place, uh, I think this is based on head-to-head, is USA with 21 points. Mexico in third with 21 points as well. Panama with 17 points, so four-point gap. Uh, Costa Rica, right behind them. I actually thought Costa was um, was in fourth, so that was a little surprising. And then that's where the big drop-off is. Uh, El Salvador with nine, Jamaica surprisingly with seven, and Honduras, who qualified for the last World Cup with only three points. Um, so we have some massive games here. Um, I, I don't know the who like the results that Mexico needs. I know what you. I know if U.S. beats Mexico and gets a tire better in their second game, they automatically qualify. Um, but easier said than done for any of these teams. So on March 24th, we have Mexico versus the USA uh, at Estadio Azteca. Uh, real tough place to play. That's going to be. I can't imagine the atmosphere that uh, Mexico is going to bring, especially after they had to switch their logo after the last USA loss. <laughs> um, that day, <laughs> on that same match day, we have Costa Rica versus Canada at Estadio Cuscatlan. Man, Ooh, that was that's good, Cody. Thank you. I did minor in Spanish. Um, March 27th, we have Canada versus Jamaica or Jamaica at BMO Field, which I, BMO is, I think. Oh, That's Toronto's. Uh, is Toronto it Toronto? It's okay. It's Toronto. Yeah. I should have known that. Um, then we. I was. It looked like I wrote U.S. versus Pharma, like it was a fucking um, court case. Uh, yeah, U.S. versus Panama at, at, at Exploria Stadium, um, Ooh, and then Mexico. At Panama. Yeah, I, I think yeah, U.S. All of, That's two tough games for the U.S. They uh, go to third, again, then they go to Panama. Our third game's away too, so we're gonna get fucked. Uh, Mexico versus Honduras at Estadio Olimpico Metropolitano um, on March 27th. And then our final games, USA versus Rica at, at uh, Estadio Nacional. Uh, Mexico versus El Salvador at home at Estadio Azteca. And Panama versus Canada at Estadio Romel Fernandez. Um, Shout out. Mexico. Ah, the USA has three away games against the three teams that are immediately behind them. Yes. That's nuts. That's tough. Yeah, we're, we're dealing scary. with some injuries, too. Yeah, I think Dest is hurt, right? Um, yeah, Aronson is hurt. And, and um, uh, McKinney. Weston McKinney, our, our best player. Aronson's hurt as well? Fuck. Aaron, Aronson got hurt today. Yeah. Um, so we're playing yeah. without uh, some of our best players here. I would say two of our best players. You need um, to call out some of the boys at DCFC. Man, yeah. Yeah, I might be watching from the couch this uh, this World Cup after those three games. Ah, <laughs> knock on wood, though. Knock on wood. I want USA in. I want USA, Mexico, and Canada in. And I think that's what will happen. Um, but, yeah, that, Mex- that Mexico-USA for, for us is – that's almost our ticket to the World Cup is the way I'm looking at it. We get yeah. that win against the USA. Not only does – obviously, it help, helps us to get those three points. But also, then it puts more pressure on the USA against against Costa Rica of them to have to be Costa Rica and Panama, who are the teams that are, who are immediately behind us, and also give us the confidence to go into our last two games. So uh, yeah, this is I think the yeah. pressure is one hundred percent on the US here. Um, they kind of fucked up in their past results. We don't typically get good results at Panama or Costa Rica. Um, we always it's always a good game against Mexico. That's like 
no matter what, both these teams show up. He won the, won um, the last three, though. I think you're them, completely though. right. Is like yeah. that. Let, let me just say this uh, this note, though, about the last two games. Yeah, we lost, and I admit it. Admit it but the last two games were all in the United States. The uh, United States hasn't played us in Mexico. So. I don't know if that matters. I mean, I was going to say, I yeah, and I mean, about Mexico having a nice schedule there. But you remember how like badly they've not been playing well. Like they scraped past Jamaica. They did play badly against the U.S. too. You know, um, they played awful against the U.S. And yeah, yeah our our team not, is not. Like it's not like you're in good form. It's not like we're you're not in good. good uh, yeah, we're not in good form. You know, Salvador and get get three points. You know, probably yeah, will. You got to sort that form out though. Yeah, we'll see. I think this is when it shows. I'm excited to see what uh, what players. I, I still am like, man. I would call out. I would call Chicharito and I'll call out Carlos Vela. Like those two players, I would bring them for these these games. Have uh, they announced their squad yet, Omar? Yeah. And they didn't get called up. No. Dude, Vela's killing it. They're undefeated right now. I know. Like and Chicharito scoring left and right. Like. As much as I love Raul Jimenez, yeah, I would start him. But even Chicharito, he's the type of player you bring in the second half, and he has so much back. He's our, our leading scorer in all, of all time. Yeah. Like, it's a tight game, one one. You put him in the second half. I, I would I would like the chances of him, of him scoring. I, I would. He's a workhorse, dude. Yeah. Is it like an an attitude problem, or like with the coach, or what? I don't know. There's honestly some drama. There's some locker room drama. Some drama. Something went down. I think Chicharito and Vela are not happy with like um, the Mexican Federation. Is more of the they had some problems with the with some of the um, like administration and some of the higher ups. Like I think there was some sort of fight, and they have been called back since. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Jesus. Well, that's All good that for drama. the U.S. Uh, and what I will say too is, if U.S. score early, maybe they get one or two early. Mexico fans will get on their team. And I don't know if this Mexico team has proven they can play with the pressure of their own fans on them. That's yeah, no. This, and also, this is something interesting that, that a player pointed out. Almost, like, I think nine, nine, nine or ten, actually, out of our starting 11 um, don't play in Mexico anymore. So, for them, it's not an advantage either to come play at Estadio Azteca. Like they also suffer now playing in that altitude, so and also the the fans are not what they used to be anymore. Playing at the Estadio Azteca, you couldn't hear a thing when you were in the field. Like the fans are so crazy that and so supportive that it was it was almost like for the for away players, you would come in there, you could hardly breathe, and then you could hardly hear. But now you go in there, um, and the fans are not the same. The fans are kind of like. They're such such critics of the Mexican team that uh, you don't feel that full out love and support for for the team anymore. So Reminds I feel like it's also it's also not a factor to the point that there's been talks of moving uh, our, our home stadium to a different city. There's been talks of moving it to Monterrey because Monterrey has some great fans. There's been talk of moving it to Tigres Stadium or moving it to Guadalajara to play at Chivas Stadium, uh, just because the Mexico City fans are are just they're just ruthless. And it's not like helping us. Yeah, I didn't realize. I knew Estadio Azteca was very high up. It's seven seventy two hundred feet up. Um, it's more than we got here. We should just called up all dudes from fucking Colorado Rapids and uh, Real Salt Lake. Just all the <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it almost double what Denver is? 
Now we're um. What are you guys? Well, we're five, 5280 mile high. Okay, so yeah, not 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 double. Not crazy, but it is high. Yeah. No, I, I would go and U.S.'s best chance of just making the World Cup is is just to apply to host every four years. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> Mexico might have fucked that up for us. You guys fighting in the crowd. No, the thing about that is, if something happens there, I think they'll just take it from us and make it like U.S. Canada. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which it doesn't well, matter because half of us are already here in the U.S. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Play a game in Grand Rapids. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that uh, Omar, you're rooting for the same top three I am. So we're just Team North America, Canada, U.S., Mexico. Um, again, shout out to fucking Canada, man. Uh, they Canada will be playing without uh, Alfonso Davies as well, still. But they they seem to be playing well together. They seem to gel, and their their coach um, really has them playing good soccer and and just like consistent. Um, yeah, just I just want to make another point about what you're saying about Canada. I think what I enjoy about Canada the most, yeah, they're they're very talented players, but they all just seem like they're great friends. Like when you see them playing, mm-hmm. like they just all like seem like they genuinely like love each other and and seem like a like an actual team. And kudos to the coach. I don't really know that coach that well, but I feel like it also um, some kudos to him for being able to build that team together and have that team chemistry be so so mm-hmm. so well. Yeah, I mean, and kudos to the fans. Canada has, like, a lot of big soccer fans, actually, which is uh, a lot of people don't know. Um, I mean, I'm just going to get his name. Uh, John Hurd is the coach. Just want to give him a shout-out. Um, I was going to say, we didn't know about this, the, the soccer fans because Canada have never been this good, you know. They've never been worth a watch, really. And No, I'm even interested in seeing them because, you know, they're top and they're playing well. And you it Blackburn's Blackburn Rover legend, uh, Junior Hoylet. We haven't seen a Canadian uh, tear it up. I, I do want to say John Herdman, coach of uh, Canada's men's soccer team. Small man, 5'5", five, five, but he is from Great Britain. So, uh, Oh, he is? There you go. Yeah, he is. So there you go. Brits, you got something to root for. Well, they, uh, uh, Canada is like half like English. Like when you go to like Toronto, it makes me feel like like I was like in, in London almost. It is. They have the queen in our money. That's Fuck true. Up. They st- they still pay that fucking fucking queen. They pay the queen fees. <laughs> yeah, they pay that that QF, bro. <laughs> hey, so uh, so England England has a couple of uh, friendly games because we already qualified. So oh uh, okay. Uh, easy. Easy. Ivory Co- we're playing Ivory Coast in Switzerland. So <laughs> okay, Switzerland sw- Switzerland's a good match. No, that's too easy, man. <laughs> well, they got Chicago Fire legend uh, Jordan Shakiri on the team. <laughs> he's all, he's no. already a Chicago legend just with yeah, that. He's already a legend. Yeah, he, he scored a PK this weekend, guys. He provided the assist to Vinaldo to make it three three on aggregate against Barcelona. <laughs> like, I will say he reminds, he reminds me of uh, Matty Polish. Shout out to Matty yeah. Polish. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a little shorter and then all uh, everything in his legs apparently. <laughs> God damn. Well, that's it, boys. That about wraps up uh, this week's edition of Buzzside 5. I know it's a little bit different. We don't have any predictions, but um, we got some huge implications coming up for qualifying, and we got some uh, some Swiss-England friendlies. I don't know. We'll be watching. Uh, maybe we'll do a Facebook or an Instagram Live uh, again uh, with the lads 
at the Mexico-US um, game, but we're excited to see it. And uh, again, we appreciate every one of you guys for listening. We are the Buzzside number five podcast on Instagram. Hit us up, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace, everyone. One love. Adios.